Welcome back to another episode of Fantasyland, the fantasy football podcast. I'm Michael Fumafredo. This is an interesting week, folks. It's week seven of the NFL season. It's been a wild ride so far, and things are about to get even worse, especially this week, because this is what some people are calling bi-week Mageddon, uh, because six teams are on a bye, and some very important fantasy starters will also be out. You got the Vikings with Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen all on a bye. James Robinson of the Jaguars is on a bye. The entire Cowboys team's on a bye. So Dak, Zeke, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb all out. Chargers, same thing. Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. Bills, you're missing Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs, the running backs. Even Dawson Knox, who's come into his own. Steelers, the... One of the top three running backs right now, Najee Harris out with on the bye week. So those are I just named off about twenty guys that many people have in their starting lineups. Then you gotta look at the injury reports. Christian McCaffrey's out, Saquon Barkley's iffy, Antonio Gibson's iffy. This is gonna be a brutal week for many fantasy players because they might have one, two, maybe even three guys out on their team this week. Uh, so this is what I'm here for. I'm here to give you some of the best bye week replacements this week. Start. We're gonna get four, and we're gonna mostly running backs. We're gonna start with the quarterback position, and my quarterback this week. I picked him up because I do have Dak Prescott. I went with Carson Wentz, and I had other guys available like Taylor Heineke, but Carson Wentz has been on a roll lately. He hasn't scored less than 17 points in a game this season, so. Fair option there at quarterback if you're just looking to get over that 20-point mark. T.Y. Hilton came back last week and proved to be one of Wentz's favorite targets. So with him and Pittman and Jonathan Taylor making plays in the passing game, you can see a lot of Carson Wentz. And this is also possibly a big game against the San Francisco 49ers who give up the 24th most points to the quarterback position. So Carson Wentz could be in line for a big game. I think he will be a good bi-week filler, especially the way he's been playing, the way their team has been playing, and the matchup he's got this week. It's on Sunday Night Football, too. So if you need time to prepare, maybe find one, he'll be there the whole time. Next, I wanted to really address this Cleveland Browns running back position. They're playing in about uh, 45 minutes, but they're going to be without top two running backs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And... Case Keenum will be the starting quarterback with Baker Mayfield out as well. Very interesting matchup, but I think the opportunity is there for Dearness Johnson and Demetric Felton. Now, if you're someone like me who's currently at the bottom of one of his tight leagues, not to say I'm doing terrible, but the team just hasn't really panned out yet, uh, I was able to get Dearness Johnson, who is definitely a top waiver wire ad. Why did I pick him up? He's in line to make his first career start this week. Or it's in, in 45 minutes, basically. But I think he's going to get a lot of touches. He's going to have the time, to, the opportunity for a lot of carries. This could be a game script where it's very run heavy because Case Keenum's a quarterback. Uh, and when he's played, uh, we've seen strong flashes from him. And this is his third season in the league on the Browns. Uh, Last year when Chubb was out with an injury for a few games, he played pretty well. He had 33 rush attempts because mostly Kareem Hunt was doing everything. But he did average five yards a carry. So we're looking at a scenario where a guy that's played very well in the time he's had on the field 
two running backs are out this week ahead of him. So normally what you'd see in a committee backfield like Cleveland or just in general is when the top guy goes down, they form a committee. It's probably two, three guys. And one guy's getting like a majority of the carries. Another guy's getting some of the carries. And then there's the third down guy. But I don't see that happening tonight. I think Dearness Johnson's the clear-cut number one. They're going to have to run the ball a lot because they don't trust Case Keenum. And they're playing the Broncos, who have a very good defense, but I don't think it scares me as much because of the opportunity. Demetric Felton might be there for check down and third down options, but I'm not really too worried about him. He's a rookie. He hasn't really played that many snaps this season. I think he's averaging about three, four, five snaps a game. And they didn't really use him that much either last week when they were down and needed to rely on the pass in game. So, Demetric Felton, I'd probably stay away from. Maybe you take a flyer on him if you absolutely have to. But if you have Dearness Johnson, he should be in your starting lineups tonight. Maybe he scores a touchdown. Maybe he gets just sheer volume and can get you that 10, 12 points that you're looking for out of an RB2 or flex position. But with the bye weeks happening, I think these are going to be a lot of low-scoring games, and 15 points is going to be just enough to really help you out this week. Now, I mentioned on TikTok, I talked about this on Tuesday, and then I brought up another name that I think can really be in line for a big day that should be on most waiver wires, and that's Devonta Freeman. Uh, Latavius Murray is likely going to be out. He didn't practice today or yesterday, so it's looking like he might be a scratch this week. Uh, last week, though, when looking at the running backs for the Baltimore Ravens, you had Latavius Murray, who had nine carries, Devonta Freeman, who had nine carries, and Le'Veon Bell making his first appearance, having about eight carries. So, very fair split, but Devonta Freeman did play the best out of the three. They all scored touchdowns. Freeman had 53 yards on the nine carries. But with Murray out and his performance last week, I could see a scenario where Baltimore relies on him a lot, maybe in that 15-carry range, if we're lucky. They're also going up against Cincinnati, who hasn't been that good against the run this season, especially in fantasy. They're 22nd in fantasy points against the past four weeks. And like I said with Felton, or Johnson... If he, even if he scores 15, 20 points, that's going to help you. I think he gets there with a touchdown and just enough time on the field. The one thing that did scare me, though, is even though they played relatively the same amount of snaps, all the uh, Freeman was the third-ranked running back in terms of snaps. Uh, Le'Veon Bell maybe had one or two more. Latavius Murray maybe had one or two more. But if Latavius Murray is out, Tyson Williams, I don't see really being that much in the picture. So it's really just Devonta Freeman and Le'Veon Bell. And if they all have, if they're up in that 25-30 carry range, I think 15 of them go to Devonta Freeman. But my favorite play of this week, and it really hurts because I have Antonio Gibson in one of my leagues, but I have this guy in another one. It's J.D. McKissick. He's my favorite play this weekend for fantasy. Right now, Antonio Gibson is dealing with a shin injury. He had an MRI on Monday, sat out of practice yesterday. And today came back and practiced in a limited capacity. What does that mean for his game time status? We're not entirely sure yet. I think he will get in the game. This is a big one against Green Bay that they could potentially win. But I think a lot of the work that we've seen Antonio Gibson get in the past couple weeks will go to J.D. McKissick. Obviously, J.D. McKissick's their guy in the passing game. Antonio Gibson maybe gets two, three catches a game, but... Most of it's going to JD. 
But go back to week two when uh, J.D. McKissick scored about 20 fantasy points in a PPR format off of, I think it was like six catches. He did score a rushing touchdown. I think they might use him on the goal line a little bit more this week because they don't have Antonio Gibson fully healthy. It's also going to be a positive game script for him, and that's something I'll go back to with Devonta Freeman in a minute. But against the Green Bay Packers, Washington's probably going to get down early, and they're probably going to have to rely a lot on the passing game. And we've seen in recent weeks when the football team goes down, they do keep J.D. McKissick in the game a lot more than they do Antonio Gibson. But just wanted to cycle back quick to Devonta Freeman because I forgot to mention this. They are going up against Cincinnati. I think this is a game they should easily win, a division matchup at home. And we saw last week, they just took down one of the hottest teams in football right now in the LA Chargers. So in that game, what happened? They started winning, the defense held up, and they just started to run the ball. Uh, the Ravens relied on their run game because they were winning by so much. I think if that happens again, we'll see the exact same game script happen with Devonta Freeman getting a majority of the touches. This is the last thing I wanted to talk about today. We're going to keep this episode quick because the game is coming on. But what are we doing with these top busts? Because now we're halfway through the fantasy season. A lot of guys that you've tried to keep starting just in case it happens, uh, they've just failed to perform time and time again. Running backs, I think, are a little bit in check this year. There hasn't been a crazy bust that we've seen yet. But we've also, we also haven't seen those top guys really push themselves over the edge to the top aside from Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler. We're looking at a league where Cordero Patterson is in the top 10 for running backs right now. Um, I think injuries have to do with this a lot. Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, both outside the top 20, I think, or just right in that range. Alvin Kamara is the RB14 right now, but he did have a bye week last week, so expect him to get back into the top 10. Um, but it's really these wide receivers that we drafted so early on, and now it's coming to the time where we've picked up guys that could replace them, but now we might have to throw them back in our starting lineups because of bye weeks. And I'm going to start off with the obvious ones right now. Julio Jones and A.J. Brown have really disappointed this year. Julio Jones, for sure, he only has 40 fantasy points on the season opposed to A.J. Brown, who has 45. Both of them outside the top 60 wide receivers right now. And these are guys that you drafted to be your wide receiver one, maybe wide receiver two. So Julio missed two games with injury, but only one of those point, one of those games that he played out of the four so far have been 10-plus points. He had week two, he had 15 points, but it's been sevens and eights across the board. He's not even being targeted that much, only about five to six targets per game. And on top of that, he's dealing with a hamstring injury. So this is the reality we're living in where Julio Jones is not a top receiver right now. And it also doesn't help that the Titans passing offense is just non-existent this season. They're rel still relying on Derrick Henry when we thought we'd see a little bit more of a shift with Tannehill playing well at the end of last year, but... Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are just not there. A.J. Brown, same thing. Uh, he's He missed one game, but he still only got five more fantasy points than Julio. Still in that same scenario where it's just the ball's not going his way. So what are you doing with these guys? I still think it's way too early to drop them. Just because uh, we there's still a chance. 
let's just say that for all these busts, there's still a chance. I think we're still early enough in the season where we haven't really decided on, yeah, this guy's a bust. He could be dropped. We need the, we need the roster space to drop him. I think there's a chance it comes back, but they definitely can't be in your lineups unless you absolutely have to start them. You've also probably been able to pick someone up at this point, whether it be Emmanuel Sanders or someone along those lines that's just come out of nowhere and really became a fantasy, like a viable fantasy play. But I think if you have that, then you're safe benching A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. But they definitely shouldn't even be considered in your lineups unless it's a bye week or you absolutely have to start them because someone's out with an injury. Allen Robinson, on the other hand, is a little bit different, and I'll explain why. The problem's not Allen Robinson. The problem is more Justin Fields. Justin Fields just hasn't been able to get the ball to Robinson. That's simple. He's not even having time to throw in the pocket, so that's where the issue starts right there. But I think improvement is coming, and I'm, t- I'm telling you this not only because I have Allen Robinson, I'm telling you this because I truly believe it, and I think this weekend is going to be his week to break out. They're going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is going to put a lot of points up on them. I think what we see with Allen Robinson is maybe he starts getting targeted a little bit more, especially if guys like Richard Sherman are out. Maybe he scores a touchdown. I'm considering him in my flex spot because my flex, Zach Moss, is out right now, but I'm not too high on that. I think it's just going to be a waiting game. Maybe Matt Nagy gets fired midseason. This is another thing we could potentially see, and if that happens then maybe the new guy who comes in changes up the offense a little bit. They start feeding Allen Robinson, and we see him get 10-plus targets a game. And that's what you're looking for in fantasy. I don't think Justin Fields is a bad quarterback. I just think they don't have the ability to get the ball to their playmakers. You also got to watch out for Darnell Mooney, but I think he's in just the same boat as Robinson where they're just not getting the ball. And this is just something you're going to have to worry about. Keep him on your bench. Don't rush to drop him because someone will pick up Allen Robinson, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. And then come week 12 when they start to go off again, then you kind of messed up. But that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, we are on TikTok. Follow us at Fantasyland Podcast for updates, news, more advice. Uh, I'm going to go watch the game. We'll see you back next week on Fantasyland, the fantasy podcast. Signing off, I'm Michael Fumafredo.